Hello, hello. We welcome you today to Love is Spoken Queer, Gospel Topics, LGBTQ plus voices. I'm Dustin Larson. And I'm Renee Hernandez. And welcome to Bonusode number three, Voices of the Restoration, where Ooh. Renee and I will be adding our queer voices to the voices of, it looks like this week, it's Lucy Max Smith and the three and eight witnesses. So Renee, let's just get right into it. So Voices of the Restoration, go. All right, here we go. The Angel Moroni showed the gold plates to Joseph Smith, Oliver Cowdery, David Whitmer, and Martin Harris in the woods near the Whitmer home in Fayette, New York. Joseph's parents were visiting the Whitmers at the time. Lucy Mack Smith, Joseph's mother, described the effect this miraculous experience had on the witnesses. It was between three and four o'clock. Mrs. Whitmer and Mr. Smith and myself were sitting in a bedroom. I sat on the bedside. When Joseph came in, he threw himself down beside me. Father, Mother, said he, you do not know how happy I am. The Lord has caused the plates to be shown to three more besides me, who have also seen an angel and will have to testify to the truth of what I have said. For they know for themselves that I do not go about to deceive the people. And I do feel as though I was relieved of a dreadful burden, which was almost too much for me to endure. But they will now have to bear a part. And it does rejoice my soul that I am not any longer to be entirely alone in the world. Martin Harris then came in. He seemed almost overcome with excess, excess of joy. He then testified to what he had seen and heard, as did also the others, Oliver and David. Their testimony was the same in substance as that contained in the Book of Mormon. I think our thoughts are probably going to be the same, but what, what, do, you, what do you get from that? I got goosebumps, man. I, I, like, I love that it's like... Sorry, I was so focused on reading it. I feel like I have to reread it. No, I'll I'll, I'll give my, yeah, my take on it go. first. I saw it as the joy that queer people feel when they come to terms with who they are and they come out and they come out to other people and they no longer feel alone with this burden of keeping who they are away from other people. And it just, every person you tell who you are it makes you happier and happier. And then I think the the feeling of ecstasy that then Oliver Cowdery and David Whitmer had as well, it's how they feel when they came out as well. Like it's, I have this, this feeling of just coming out and, and the ideal scenario that every queer person wants, and especially queer people of faith, where you just come into your room with your mom and your dad, you go, mom and dad, I'm gay. And it feels so amazing. And then for them to, accept it to the point where she wrote down these words and was so happy for her son coming to this much joy. I think that's what I got out of it was this, it's the ideal scenario of a queer person of faith and a queer person to just come into their parents' room, say, I have this epitome that, uh, this epiphany that just came to me that I need to live my true authentic self. And then to be reassured by other people sharing that same thing after them. And then just really all just kind of live in this moment of happiness. And I think that it's like the ideal situation. And I think it's something that we can work towards. It's, it's always going to be hard like it was for the restoration. But I think if we continue to share our stories and add our voices, I think this scenario won't be so far-fetched in reality. Oh, I love that, Dustin. I, I was thinking as you were saying too, I, the chains of their continents, constant, I don't know how to say that word properly. Countenance, like, their countenance, yeah. The way they look um, makes me think of when we come out, it feels like, this makes me think of Love, Simon for some reason, but it's like 
we can finally breathe mm-hmm. and we can smile more genuinely. We can express ourselves more freely, our conversations, our tones, everything is finally just released in that breath of like, I am who I am. You know what I mean? I am out and proud. And when others get to see that, they suddenly see this glow that it's like when pieces of us that were held back are finally coming to light. And I think I love that in um, Lucy Mack's description, it's like, she could see that, feel that, not just in their words, but just how they looked, how they were like their tones, everything. So I think that's incredible too. Another thing that came to mind too is from the other perspective too, is like when us as queer people of faith, where we realize that we don't have to choose, where we can find a harmony between our authentic self and our spiritual self, the feeling that we feel with that as well. It's like, I don't have to choose one or the other. I can live my full self. And then when you go and you go back to your family, where I know with my family, that's all they wanted was they wanted me number one to kind of stay in the church. But at the second, the second priority was they wanted me to be happy. And as those started to like switch priorities and the wanting to be happy kind of overcame the wanting to be active in the church. When I ended up being active in the church, the feeling that they had, like my mom, especially probably related to Lucy Mac Smith and seeing me go, you know what? I found my place in the church and I want to come back. And the feeling that Lucy Mac Smith felt like seeing her son so full of joy. I think my mom also saw me full of joy being like, I finally found myself and it was like a second coming out of, I was able to be my authentic self and live spiritually within the church. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Shall we continue reading? Yes. Yes. So here's the second part of her dialogue. She's or not a dialogue or her quote. She says, Martin Harris particularly seemed altogether unable to give vent to his feelings in words. He said, I have now seen an angel from heaven who has of a surety testified of the truth of all that I have heard concerning the record and my eyes have beheld him. I have also looked upon the plates and handled them with my hands and can testify of the same to the whole world. But I have received for myself a witness that words cannot express, that no tongue can describe. And I bless God in the sincerity of my soul that he has condescended to make me, even me, a witness of the greatness of his work and designs in behalf of the children of men. Oliver and David also joined with him in solemn praises to God for his goodness and mercy. We returned home to Palmyra, New York, the next day, a cheerful, rejoicing little company. So what did you get from that, Renee? Sorry, I love the end. I was kind of like smiling over that. The next day, cheerfully rejoicing little company. Yeah. <laughs> part of me, it's like, I, I, I kind of caught up on the part where he said, it's like, to make me, even me, a witness of the greatness of his work and design. I feel like a lot of times as queer members, we don't feel, we don't feel our self-worth as much. We don't feel our, and I feel like, yeah, you're called to the work. Heavenly Father sees your self-worth and I think acknowledging it to ourselves is one of the biggest aspects of coming out to ourselves. It's like, Heavenly Father can love me for who I am. I am queer. I am gay and I am worth it. And I think that's what I got of this. And it's like going along, it's like, then you get to rejoice with the little company that you've come to call a family. And sometimes that family isn't blood related at first or, you know, but you have a little company to be cheerful and rejoice with, which I thought was really cute. Yeah, no, I thought that was too. And it's such a sweet way of her describing it. And what came to mind while I was reading this was the joy that he felt by having his experience shared with other people and justified. It kind of made me think of 
all of the different representations that are now coming into like the media, say through TV or movies that haven't been shared before. And the thing that really jumps into my mind now, because it was re-released on Disney plus is the Whitney Houston and Brandy Cinderella. And to think of how groundbreaking it was at the time. And when it came out again, all those kids out there that finally saw a princess that looked like them, they're now like grown adults and they still are getting like Twitter pated and feeling the joy of seeing their representation that they've never seen before. And that's kind of came to my mind while I was reading this is because Martin Harris didn't ha- even have the words to express the joy he felt that he felt confirmed in his feelings. And he felt like he was feeling things that were true and representative of him. And then when he went to talk to other people, they had shared experiences. And it's just that joy of being seen and being heard and then having those shared experiences that you never thought that you could share with other people because you thought you were the only one as like a queer person of faith, but then finding other people that had those same experiences. And you're like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. I have no way to put this in words other than that gleeful smile you give to one another being like, I I feel you. I don't know how to put this into words, but I know exactly what you're going through right now. Can I tell you that I'm so, I love that you brought up Cinderella because I just saw it last night and I was talking to my, one of my friends about it. And I was telling him that I never knew growing up why I liked that movie so much. Cause I remember when I was little, I watched it and I really liked it. And I was like, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, Oh, it must be a good movie. And then as an adult, I realized I really liked it because it's one of the first times I saw such a diverse cast. Mm -hmm. Nobody, like, and my brain didn't think, oh, cool, there's Black representation, there's Asian representation, there's uh, inter-race marriages. And considering the king is gay in real life, there's queer representation and he's married to Whoopi, who I love. (laughs) And I never thought any of that. Or like the Steph family being like, oh, it's the Steph family has white you know, and redheads, mm-hmm. everything. I never thought any of that. And, uh, but some part of me was seeking that desire to see something that was more representative of me without even realizing it, you know? As an adult, I remember, I wasn't ready for this, but I remember going to, um, oh, I forgot what they're called. It's a conference. It's not North Star. What's the other one called? Affirmation. Affirmation, thank you. I volunteered at an affirmation conference and when they realized that I was queer and I never attended one, they gave me a VIP pass to kind of go to the conference. And so I should have said no, because I was kind of at the beginning of my coming out life because it was some of the conferences are way too advanced for where I was. But one of the ones that I got to go to, which I am so glad I did, because it's one of the most reassurance experiences I've had that goes along with what you were sharing was that they had a, a Latino, like a Latinx, um, LDS, like meetup, right? And and I loved it because everybody there represented different countries in Latin America. And everybody was queer. Everybody was a member of the church in different phases of it, but members of the church. And everybody spoke in the language they felt comfortable, Spanish, Portuguese, or English. And I've never felt so many of my identities be acknowledged in one moment ever in my life. They were his, they were Latino. They were queer. They knew how the LDS experience was like, they knew the culture experience. I just, it felt perfect. And, and like you're saying, like, I hadn't even like Joseph Smith, like he probably like, I don't have to do this alone anymore. Like I have my crew, like, ah, I, 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 I can relate and say that his experience are similar to my feelings of like finally feeling acknowledged and knowing that 
you're not alone, which is awesome. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. And rewatching Cinderella nowadays, I realized that that was like really ahead of its time, the whole quote unquote colorblind casting where it was the person they felt was best for the role. And they're just like, here you go. This is what the world in America should look like because they should all be represented because we are all made up of these individuals. And then look, and yeah, and it was funny because when I first saw it, I remember being confused like I was like, how can how can a white man marry a black woman and have a Filipino son? Like, because my experience had been everybody in a family looked alike, and I eventually grew out of that. Thank goodness. And now looking back at it, I'm like, I'm glad that there's so much diversity because when it was made, it was ahead of its time as far as the, it was casting. But nowadays, it holds up, and people still love it. And now they have the platform of social media and stuff like that to just be like, this was such a huge part of my childhood and it means just as much now and the people behind it made it happen because they knew representation matters and i think that's what this voices of the restoration is kind of meaning to both of us is that representation matters because sometimes you don't have the words for a shared experience other than experiencing that shared experience and so renee would you like to take us home with this last little little bit yeah i'm happy to Lucy Mack Smith was also present when the eight witnesses returned from their experience. After these witnesses returned to the house, the angel again made his appearance to Joseph, at which time Joseph delivered up the plates into his hands. That evening, we held a meeting in which all the witnesses bore testimony to the facts as stated above, and all of our family, even to Don Carlos Smith, who was but 14 years of age, testified of the truth of the latter-day dispensation that it was then fully ushered in oh i'll be honest i got chills for some reason from our experience i feel like we don't get to hear a lot from the sisters of the church and so listening to lucy from her perspective is awesome yeah also, no i realized i said that with an accent don't Carlos. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine it's fine it's your truth live your truth but yeah when i i think this is just a good summary of everything we've been talking about so far is that when you all have these shared experiences and you're finally able to manifest them and speak them and share them with other people, it's going to have a ripple effect that changes everyone that comes in contact with it. And so we know that these shared experiences led to the beginning of the restoration of the church and something that has touched all of our lives. And I feel like that also happens with queer individuals and queer people of faith is once we find our tribe, we want nothing more than to share that feeling with everyone else. And we are a people that move around the world and the country because we, we have the technology to do so. So we are able to spread that all over the world to different places to reach out to people that feel like there are they are the only ones and they're alone but they're not and then that just that feeling of jubilation that that we got from these experiences allows us to carry on the mission of of sharing the testimonies of of the people that we are close to and that we share experiences with and to really share the testimonies that we have and to let people know that everyone that wants to find their place in this church, they have a place ready for them. It's just, we need to make sure that that place is protected and not not taken away from them because that can be easily done. It's just, we, we need to make sure that all of our shared experiences are displayed in a way that shows that we are all united in this, this Christ-like love and we just need to continue forward with it. I love that. And that we can have a party. And yes. <laughs> welcome everybody, just like they did. And yes. feel the Lord's 
and because it's a party full of queers and uh, straights, everything on the spectrum doesn't mean we'll feel the spirit any less than they did. If yeah, we bring I, in the right thoughts and the right hearts. Yeah, exactly. And when we start to share those experiences, we realize that certain aspects of our experiences don't mean that much when we are all sharing our experiences of our love for our Heavenly Father. I shouldn't say they don't mean so much, but they kind of meld together in a way that we never saw before. And so listeners, if you'd like to join your voices with ours and the voices of the restoration, feel free to send in your thoughts and voices to loveisspokenqueer at gmail.com or send us a direct message on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And any last words before we leave our listeners from this bonus ode, Renee? Uh, Just find your voice and don't be afraid to share it. I love that. Amen. So until next time, remember to be true to you. And love one another. Until next time. Bye. You've just listened to another episode of Love is Spoken Queer. If you want to join in on the conversation, feel free to send us an email at our Gmail account, which is lovespokenqueer at gmail.com, or send us a direct message on our social channels. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you really love our episodes and our show, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That is the fastest way for us to share our words with everyone out there. So again, thank you for listening.